0: Hello and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 6. Last week we talked about new life in Jesus Christ. And into this radical... Paul wasn't going to let there be a division between Jew and Gentile. This radical division that's been going on since God called Abraham, basically. There's been division between the Jewish people and the other nations of the world. And you can think about some crazy stuff that's happened down through the years. Attempts at genocide and all those different kinds of things. But the point that Paul makes is that, yes, the Jews are under law, but everyone is under sin. Everyone sins, and that leads to death for every single person. And so that's the point he's making. So God, just as Adam brought sin to everyone, Jesus Christ comes and brings salvation and justification to everyone. And, you know, it's it's, so today we're talking about the baptized life. But what I was trying to do last week, and I just want to be clear about this, I was trying to make it so good, like Paul does, the news is so, it's so, it's such a blow away good news that the response at the beginning of chapter six is to go, wait, hey, wait, 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 are you serious? Are, are you, you, you mean, do we, can, can we just do whatever we want to do? And until it blows you away, you haven't gotten it. And until it kind of keeps blowing you away that it's so good, you haven't gotten it. And so keep saying, Lord, Reveal your grace to me. Let's read a little bit. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 to start out, and then I'll read a little bit of the last verse to kind of tie this together and we'll get into this. But, uh, man, I love Romans 6. So, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Amen. It's good news. Feel free to amen if something's really good news to you. Down to verse 30, excuse me, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's what's going on. I want everybody to see this real clear connection between sin and death. Sin and death, just totally, just, it's like gravity. Sin, death. You know, and it's, I thought Graydon had a great illustration, so high school guys, youth guys, you've already, you've heard this, and hopefully I'll do it justice. But he said, you know, sometimes when teens... Are uh, punished or they're you know uh, they do something they're not supposed to do, then then the parents will say if you do that I'm going to take away your phone you know and that doesn't like if you stay out too late I'm going to take away your phone which doesn't always connect exactly like the you know what you know but it's everybody loves their phone right everybody's pretty connected to it anybody looked at a phone this morning three six a bunch of guys. And so, uh, and so we don't always make that connection. But sin and death is directly connected. So sin and death, it's like you're driving in a car 80 miles an hour and you come on a hairpin curve with ice on it. You're not going to make it around the corner. Direct correlation. Did you do that when you shared it? No, okay. No. I didn't do that first service either. But it's a direct correlation. Does that make sense? Like That's what happens. You drive around a hairpin corner at 80 miles an hour, death. Sin equals death. Okay, that's, that's what happens. It's a clear, direct correlation. And the good news is that Jesus Christ gave his life for the sins of the world. Everybody can be forgiven because of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news? But it's, it gets even better. Because it's not just that Jesus Christ died for for our sins. He died for our sin. Us. You know, the problem is I keep doing sins. It's awesome that I can be forgiven, but I keep coming up with ways to sin again. It's a dilemma, isn't it? Right? Everybody understand? So in baptism, what's happening is baptism is this visible picture of Jesus dealing with the sin problem. Our old self. So in baptism, there's all these pictures in the New Testament. Acts 2, you know, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. It's like sins being washed away. You know, you come out of the shower, out of the bath, you're clean. That's what baptism is like a picture of spiritually. You're clean spiritually because your sins are washed away because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Or in Galatians chapter 3, it's like being clothed. You you put on Jesus Christ like a garment and you're clothed in Christ. You walk around in Jesus Christ. Or in Colossians chapter 2, there's a picture there of of spiritual circumcision. Baptism is spiritual circumcision. It's like Jesus is is doing a surgery to cut away the old self, the old life, so that we can live in the new life. Or, and this is one of my favorites in Romans chapter 6, it's the picture of us going into the grave with Jesus Christ and then raised up to live a new life, new humanity, new life with Jesus Christ. This is incredible. Man, I mean, we all need this. We long for this. This is, and part of our burden in this series is we'd see the gospel, that we would see the new life, that we would see freedom from the addiction of ongoing sin in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Can I get a amen, please? So here's the deal. Have you decided to follow Jesus? And if you have, then be baptized in water. It's the last thing Jesus says. Go make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit so that we can live in the fullness of this triune relational God of love in the, in the shared community of the Trinity. Be baptized into his name and be raised up into new life. And so if, you've, if you're a follower, again, I'm going to just say this about two weeks. If you need to be baptized, get baptized. If you need to be baptized, get baptized. If, you've, if you haven't been baptized, then get baptized. This is what you need to, this is a next step. It's, a, it's like one of the first things I would say to do. Are you a follower? Then, then be baptized in water. And I would say this too, especially about if you've got ongoing sin in your life, besetting sin, sin that keeps coming up again and again and again, don't walk to baptism, run to baptism. <laughs> run. I mean, why stay in that? This is, the, this, is, this is how we connect. And even in our, this is the picture God wants us to have of our old life being done away with so we can live in newness of life. Sometimes I get asked the question Do I need to be, do you let people be re baptized? Uh, You know, maybe for different reasons. Sometimes people were baptized as a little baby or uh, baptized as a little kid, and then for whatever reason they went their own way, did stuff, and really kind of found God. This is a story I hear a lot, either in high school or in college, you know, or young adults or something, and, and all of a sudden Jesus becomes real to them, and it's like, I don't, I don't even think I was saved, you know, or, or it's just so new to me. I, will you let me be baptized again? Because I want to put the stake in the ground that I'm going to follow Jesus and that, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's, we don't have a rule on it, you know, but we want everybody to, if you need to be baptized because Jesus has become your Savior and for real, and it's more than what it was when you were a kid or, or whatever, then uh, we want to say, hey, just follow the Lord on that. I, I'll tell you my own story. So when I was 12, I heard a sermon about hell—the fire burning, never-ending fire burning torture of hell—and I was like, "Man, I don't want to do that," you know. And so I got—I got saved to not going to hell. That was—that was what I got. That I got—that was my salvation experience. And uh, so I'm around church in high school, junior high, high school. And, but I, what had happened though, I'd missed the connection to Jesus Christ, the personal relationship with Jesus. Again, I was avoiding hell, but I, I, nobody, I didn't get to Jesus. And so I went to college. I stopped going altogether. Didn't go to church. Not, we didn't go at all in college. And, but then my senior year in college, I got messed up in drugs and stuff. And, and I mean, I was at death's door. And, thinking about killing myself, and I had an experiential encounter with the living Christ. I mean, I met Jesus, like boom, and I started living for Him, man. I mean, and I, in my, I, th- I had to think through, do I want to be baptized? I mean, I felt like, man, I've been saved, you know, do I need to be baptized? And I put my faith in what I had done when I was 12. I said, well, I was baptized back there. This is crazy grace experience. If I have to be baptized every time I have some kind of crazy grace experience, I'm going to be... It's me again. Here I am again. I, I literally thought through all that and said, no, I'm putting my faith in what happened. And so I'm 22 at the time. And the years roll on 25, 27, 29. I'm 30, 31, 32, 33. And by this time, I've been reflecting back on what happened. And I mean, I had a radical life change. I had not been living for God. And from 22 on, I could look back and go, oh my goodness, life has completely changed for me. Different desires, different life, different thinking, different friends, different desires. And I realized I was born again when I was 22. And so at 33, a pastor for many years I decided to be baptized. You know, I, I, it was just—it was that was a faith decision, just like it was a faith decision at 22 not to be for that season. So I'm just saying that. I don't, I don't know where everybody's at. Be free in that. But if you need to be baptized, man, d- don't d- run. Don't d- you know? Don't walk. Run. And so uh, there's a little story on that. And I hope that encourages. Just, just the bottom line is we want everybody. That has not been baptized or needs to be baptized to be baptized in water. That's why we're talking about today the baptized life. And here's what it means: the main thing is baptized life means living in the reality of our connection and union with Jesus Christ. That's it, you guys. That is the trajectory of the New Testament. By the way, that's what, all that in Christ, in Him, with Him. All of the all of that language. Is about our union life. That's what God, through Jesus Christ, has brought us into, right into the circle of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, love. And it's grace to us. It's forgiveness to us. It's life and freedom and deliverance. Absolutely incredible. So the baptized life, three things. Number one, the baptized life means we died with Christ. We died with Christ. So look at verse 5. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we will certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. For we know that our old self was crucified with Him. Past tense. So that the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Praise the Lord. Now if we died with Christ... We believe that we will also live with Him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over Him. The death He died, He died to sin once for all, but the life He lives, He lives to God. Man, this is good news. We are forgiven because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's just incredible. I, so, okay, so you sin, you blow it. Anybody ever done that? You got angry, you flashed, you looked at something you shouldn't look at, you went somewhere, so much of our sin stuff today has to do with electronic things, you can get into all kinds of mess right there. But you blow it, what do you do? You say, Father, I'm so sorry. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Apart from you, I can do no better. Amen. That's what you do. You, conf- you agree with God. He brings conviction. You agree with him. You confess that. That's what you do. So, I, and I got that from Brother Lawrence. That's not. I've been praying that prayer for a lot of sins for many years. The monk, the kitchen guy from the 1600s, practiced God's presence all the time while he's cutting potatoes. Yeah, he's kind of like a, like a rock star guy. So. So that's that's what we do. We, we we we're so thankful, praise the Lord. But the problem is, I keep committing sins. Sins. I, it's not just that I need forgiveness, but I am as many guys from the from the history of the church have said. We are a sin factory. We are a sin factory. We keep commit, we keep coming up with ways to sin. That's the old self. And so we're like, there's a conveyor belt coming out of us. Different idols, different things we've come up to do to draw us away from God. And so Jesus Christ comes not just to forgive us of these things we've created out here, our sins, but to deal with the sin factory. And not just to kind of slow down production. Hey, cut it back to about, you know, cha chink, cha chink, cha-ching, cha No, it's our old self was crucified with Christ on the cross. Hey, this is great news. This unbelievably good news. Can we still sin? Can we, even though the old man's been crucified, can we give him some air? And, you know, if we start doing sins, it's like we reanimate this old thing that's that's dead, and that 's the fact that i want to I want to emphasize you guys. this is what i 'm talking about right now. This is the basis of freedom and deliverance in christ it 's that our old self was crucified with Christ on the cross. Everybody needs a revelation of this right? if I could just pour it in somehow, I would just just. You know, help me to get this. I don't know, 23 years or so ago, it was back a long time ago, I was with uh, one of my dear mentor friends from Georgia, and we'd gone to a hotel up by the airport to pray and to seek the Lord for three days. Good stuff. Just Anybody wants to try something really radical, go get a friend that you love, that loves Jesus, and go and pray and seek the Lord for three days. On the third day, I was in the Spirit, like really, and the the Lord was powerfully present in the room, and it was having an experience of God's love. We were meditating on Romans 6, and Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, the life I live, in the body, I live in the faithfulness of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. And um, so we're meditating on that, and it was like... I had from the river of love, then I suddenly saw myself on the cross with Jesus. And it was kind of like, anybody ever heard of the band Aha? Aha. Yeah, so it's this beginning of MTV days, long before you guys were born. There was this thing called MTV. Don't even watch it now. I, I, I used just scrolling through the titles. I'm like, that's, that's not from God. But back then it was holy when I was in college. But they had this video, and so it was like they had penciled over a live person, you know. And it was kind of black and white looking, and that's kind of how I saw myself with the Lord. It was like I, I was in His, I was in Him, and I saw through His eyes, and I realized that was me, and. Where we know that our old self was crucified with Christ on the cross. And it doesn't have to be like that, but everybody needs to internalize that. It needs to be something that Marley owns and Grant owns and Adrian owns all around this room that is something that we is personal to us. For we know that our old self was crucified. We died with Christ. So that's the first piece. The baptized life means we died, but it also means, secondly, Baptized life means we count ourselves dead to sin. Let's read some more Scripture. Verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. There's, the, there's a title of our series. From death to life. And to offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. This, this is God's Word. And so what happens here is Paul is telling us, based on the fact the fact that you were crucified with Christ on the cross. And so here's that, that big expansive definition of salvation that I'm trying to get us, I was trying to get us to see last. When were you saved? Well, part of that is we were crucified with Christ on the cross. There's that reality, but we also have to experience that, like I did in December 1985. That has to be a Holy Spirit encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. Does it make sense? So those, those two things. So there's the fact of, We were crucified with Christ on the cross. That's the fact. And now Paul says, count yourselves, because of that fact, do the accounting. It's an accounting term. Reckon yourselves. Count yourselves. Calculate yourselves now dead to sin. How often do I need to do that? As often as I need to do that. Okay, how often do you count it? As often as I need to. Count yourself dead to sin. Based on the fact... It's like this whole. Uh, uh, sometimes we'll say, uh, "Indicative versus imperative." Indicative is what's true. What God says, this is the gospel. It's true. What God has done for you in Jesus Christ is true. It's a fact. Now, believe it. Walk in it. You know, it's the. It, and so, this whole thing of what God has done, and now we count ourselves dead to sin, is huge. Here's what happens, though. Because we get performance mentality going in our minds, because we're in a contract type of society, you do this, I'll do this, we don't always get the covenant, what God's done for us, boom! I can't change anything. I can't make it better or worse. This is what God's done. And now respond to it. Instead, God does some stuff. I'm going to do some stuff. I help him. I get to, you know, it doesn't work that way. So what we end up doing so often is flipping count yourself dead to sin with being dead to sin so if i can just i'm dead to sin i'm dead to sin i'm dead to sin like the little engine that i'm i'm I'm, I'm dead to sin i'm dead to sin i'm dead to sin and i died with jesus on the cross i'm dead to sin now and that's wrong and that's a ditch we do that and we end up i didn't die to sin fully I didn't fully, you know, and I'm in a ditch because I'm trying to live a life I can't live. There's only one person that can live the Christian life. His name is Jesus Christ. And we are, by God's grace, in union with Jesus. Hey, you know, for me, like, it's some, some, for some people, it's easier to go, we're in union with Jesus because of his life. Yes, yes. But for me, I got that revelation by thinking about dying with him. It's in dying with Him that I realized I'm really alive in Jesus. I want to live the alive life in Jesus. I do want to die to that, and I do want to live this alive life in Jesus. How many times have I blown it and ended up in Romans 6? I can't tell you, because this is, this is the Christian life. This is what God's called us to. Not this ongoing, forever life of defeat but the life that Jesus lives, lived, lives, is living, and will live through us as His people in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's just great news. I guess what I'm talking to you here about, it's more than sin management. It's not just, I'm kind of trying to keep things in order. Like, Jesus Christ has done it. And we live out of the truth of what Jesus has done. And it it just changes everything. It's how we get free. It's how we walk on, and and it's not just for super Christians. I'm gonna say that again. It's not just for super Christians. I've been crucified with Christ is a factual statement. It's an indicative truth. It's not something that Paul worked himself up to. It's I have been crucified with Christ. For we know that our old self was, it really is past tense. And Nancy, past tense was crucified with Christ on the cross. And we live out of that truth and into the fullness of His life. Wow, it's good news. So, the last piece then. Third one. Is the baptized life means we died, we count ourselves dead to sin, and we live in a new reality. We live in a new reality. Isn't it fun just reading lots of Scripture together like we're doing? Thank you. What should we say then? What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are the slave of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and offer your excuse me to, and to ever increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things that you are now ashamed of? those things result in death. But now you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So, so we live in a new reality. We live in a place where we've been given new life, and now we want to obey Not because I'm trying to earn something up the ladder and then finally I've died to sell for something. But we obey from the heart because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We want to. We have new desires. We've got a new life. So that that you obey from the heart is from the inside out. It's the life of God that wants us, that compels us, that draws us to live a life of righteousness. And so we end up offering ourselves to God, mind, mind, Eyes, thinking, emotions, hands, feet, where I go, what I do, what I look at, what I see on the TV, on the computer, all that kind of stuff, what's in my heart toward other people. I'm constantly, we want to live that life. We want to live that life where we offer ourselves not to sin, but to righteousness. And it leads to, it brings a fruit in our lives of holiness. It leads to, when we do that, it brings freedom. It's the way we were made to live. It's not a bummer. When we limit ourselves by being slaves to righteousness, it leads us into a big, expansive life in God. That sounds a little bit like Eugene Peterson to me. But that's the life that we get brought into. Man, and it's just great, 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 great news. For the Jews who were hearing this, this message is like like the New Exodus. They were in bondage in Egypt. And then they went through the baptism of the Red Sea. Next week, we're going to talk about the wilderness. And then they went through the wilderness, got the law. And, but then they went across the Jordan and went into the promised land, Romans 8. Okay? So we're going to be talking about that stuff. But the promised land, though, is it, it's not just a, a sliver of land in Palestine. Actually, Romans 13 Abraham was given this promise, but what he didn't see was that it's the promise for the whole world. Paul reinterprets that and says, this promise isn't just for the, just, just the Jews, it's for the Jew and Gentile together, it's for the whole world together. And so, wow, we're just brought into something incredible. And remember, it's covenant, 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 and it's not contract, It's covenant. It's what God's done for us in Jesus Christ. it's good news. That That is good news. And I want to finish with this. Write this word down, this phrase. Miserable sinners. Write it down. Miserable sinners. And the reason I'm having you do that is, I know that sounds strange, but in Christ... If we want to sin, that's our destiny, is to be miserable. We've been given new life, and I used to do, I've done this a few times, you know how I bless everybody at the end, just bless you guys, you know, and I, I've done it a couple times, I'm probably not going to do it today, but, but I just bless you to be miserable sinners. Now what, what am I saying there? You know, I'm, I'm saying that you wouldn't be happy. May you not be happy in your sin, because it doesn't reflect the new life that you've been given. We've been given a life that loves holiness and rightness and making things right and love and life and peace and joy, you know, and all those death bringing. You know, what happened with me when I got, when I met the Lord, man, those things started becoming disgusting to me. Anybody know just like, that's what I'm saying, miserable. Like, don't enjoy, like, we're not people that can live in it and enjoy it. We're made to live in Christ and enjoy Him and righteousness and life. You know, and so it's like, uh, I don't know what kind of pictures we need to have here, but it's like life in Jesus, if you like meat, and I'll do meat eaters first, but if you like meat, this life is like a filet mignon, just cooked to perfection, just slightly red in the middle, seared with hot pepper and butter, it's, it's good. And so versus a, a nasty, rotten, maggot-infested, vile piece, of stinky... Rawr. Life in Jesus, with Him as the treasure, life in our sin. Or if you're vegetarians, then think of a portobello, just filet of just... No, to, tofu that's been just manicured in some kind of sauce that would be appropriate for <laughs> tofu eating versus just fried up chicken and fried meat and fried stuff that's old. The point everybody tracking. We want to live in the new life of Jesus. And we do not want to live over in this old life. I mean, this is what God's called us to. And, and this is the life He's called us to. And is man, I don't, want to, I don't want to live under the cover of that old yucky stuff that I'm now ashamed of. I want to live in new life with Jesus. And that's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. Y'all stand up. Worship team, come on up. We're going to take just a few minutes here and respond to God. Everybody stand up if you would. The worship team's coming. Ministry team's coming. If you're visiting with us, we do this every single Sunday. We just respond to the Lord with what what God's been saying to us. And I think some of it, on on this message in particular, I, I love Romans 6, and some of it's obvious. It's, do you need a relationship with Jesus Christ? He died for the sins of the world and He died for sin so that you can walk in a whole Free, delivered kind of life. And He wants that for you. He wants that for every person. If you need to say, I want to start a journey with Jesus, let today be that day. It just starts with putting your faith in Him, saying, Jesus, I want to follow You. I want to turn from the old life and live with You. And it might be also, after hearing this message, you go, man, I want to be baptized. I haven't done that. I want to be baptized in water. And if that's you, then even though you go to the website and sign up, Hey, pray with somebody. Come get somebody to pray with you and just put, put the stake in the ground. I'm going to be baptized on November 11th. I'm going to invite my friends, whatever. I'm going to do that on November 11th. And then the other thing is just, hey, we're all, we're, here we are human. We're human people. And we do stuff we don't want to do, but God has a destiny for us that's more than what we've been. More than who we were in the old life. And so if you've been in some stuff or just want to get somebody to agree with you, I want to live in this new life with victory, the life of Jesus Christ, then again, get somebody to pray. Don't just... Moses asked Pharaoh, when do you want the frogs to leave? Ten, ten, they're in the plagues. And Pharaoh goes, uh, tomorrow. I was, that, that's just the most bizarre thing. Don't, don't wait till tomorrow to get free from whatever it is that you need to be free from. It can happen right now. Let's put the stake in the ground. Father, meet us here as we pray, as we seek You. Lord, whatever the need is, even just other hurts or pains in our hearts, we want to get the healing that we find in the midst of prayer in the house of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come, get prayer, you guys. Go for it. Be bold. Press into the Lord.